This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show. Happy St. Patrick's Day week. Happy March Madness. This is a fun week, guys, and obviously we're still in the heart of COVID-19. Um, Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus, Robin Washett. But, guys, um, <laughs> you, just when you think things get quiet around here, um, I'm in Colorado over the weekend, and um, we taped our show before all the hoopla last week happened. Um, but, yeah, let, let's just get right into the, the headlines. We're going to hear from Kerry Murdoch from Soonerscoop.com just to kind of get some final words from him about that game um, against Oklahoma. And by the way, we do address Bookie Radley Howells before he made his announcement, Nate, to Washington. And Kerry predicted in the interview he was going to go to Washington. Um, so we'll, we'll hit on Bookie and um, his status with Oklahoma. But guys, um, Brett McMurphy pulled out the sniper rifle, laid a direct hit in the North Stadium at Nebraska with, with his report on Friday. And, and I can tell you, Oklahoma didn't know this was coming, according to Kerry Murdoch. And obviously, Nebraska... I think was caught pretty flat-footed by the report and then by the length of time it took them to put a statement out. And that's the thing. I think if Nebraska would have just came out with a statement right away refuting the report, they probably would have been fine. But Mm -hmm. the fact that they let it live on, it just allowed them to be another kind of whipping boy target. Um, And you think about Nebraska football. They have not had much going for them the last 20 years, but there's still two things they got, guys. They got history and they've got – fan pilgrimages on road trips and you think about all the time robin we've spent on the road together since two we've been every game since 2008 for the most part um you know the highlights honestly for me have been trips where the fans all this come out and people say wow god dang if nebraska ever gets good their fans are unbelievable and you know that oklahoma trip was going to be one of the is going to be one of those moments again where you're like oh man if nebraska just gets back you know, it's just so great with their fan base. And this game is historical. It tributes history. And so everything about that game, you know, to me it was on, it should have been untouchable. It should have never been a discussion. And obviously they contact the teams. Brett McMurphy mm-hmm. reported that. And holy cow. I mean, just a, just a terrible, terrible Friday for Nebraska. And, and thankfully they've turned the page now. Yeah. I mean, at least Nebraska has. I'm sure there's still plenty of fans out there that are very bitter about even the thought that that got to that point where other teams were contacted about backing out of the 50th anniversary game of the game of the century. I mean, like you said, like the one thing that this program still has going for it is the undying allegiance of its fan base. And to pull a move like that where you even consider taking away, backing out of a game like that. And using that. COVID as like the cover. Right, and money and, you know, whatever. All those excuses, while they might make sense uh, to a football degree, that doesn't matter. I mean, this is something where this was a, a, a gift to your fans for their support through some of the worst years this program has seen in 50 plus 60 years. And I mean, I, I just don't understand the thinking behind even uh, allowing that to get past a, an initial Hey, you think we should back out of this game? Absolutely not. That should have been the discussion right there. And for it to get to there, I mean, it shows that there's just 
I don't know. To me, it just reeks of panic uh, for them to just sit there and they're panicking about money. They're panicking about what this season is and getting an extra win uh, and all those things. Because uh, I mean, th- that game, like you said, should have been in- untouchable. It's something they've been promoting since it was announced in 2012. And it was rekindling one of the greatest rivalries in college football history. And it was going to be uh, beyond just a game. It was going to be an event for both fan bases. It not only meant a lot for Nebraska, but it meant a lot for Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma fans still relish their old rivalries with the Huskers. And so uh, it just was a terrible, terrible look from an optics standpoint. Not only the fact that it got to that point where national media is reporting it before, uh, you know, before anything else. And then the six hour lag period where Nebraska was just getting pounded by local media, by fans, by national media, uh, before they even put out a statement saying, oh, you know, uh, we, we're not going to do this. We're committed to the game. It was just an awful day. Can you imagine behind the closed doors what oh it must have gosh. been like? Like just a panic. I mean, that's. I think that's the word that kind of embodies this whole situation is panic. And that I'm sure the panic was never higher than it was on Tuesday or Monday. Whatever Friday. Friday, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing about it is I think it kind of pulled the curtain back a little bit and, and gave you a, a glimpse into – you know, maybe how Nebraska, how people are feeling up there in North Stadium. You know, obviously, I don't think there's any other way to spin it besides this was a, a win-loss type of, of decision. They're kicking this ball around because they needed to to add another win to the schedule. And I know there's other layers to it, and they tried to, tried to spin it as, you know, trying to – uh, recoup some money not only for themselves and the athletic department but for you know the businesses downtown and everything and while that may be true I mean the core every team in the country though is in that same yeah, situation everybody as Nebraska. Is. I mean just for for it to get to where it was without somebody saying no uh, and I don't care who came up with the idea somebody up there need to say no like, this is a bad idea um, you know, just, I mean, just when you're, when you're looking and how you're viewed by not just people in your own conference, but people nationally couldn't really couldn't get any worse right now. Uh, this, this happened. And so, um, all I know is they better become ready to play when they go down to Norman. Otherwise everybody with a Twitter account, every national reporter that has any type of following is going to have some snarky comment. Thank you. Say, may I have another? Yeah. Or, or this is why Nebraska didn't want to play the game because they just got their rear ends handed to them. And keep in mind, Kansas state, a team with far less talent than Nebraska has beaten Oklahoma yeah. two years in a row, two years in a row. And trust me, they Nebraska has more talent than Kansas State does yep. on their roster, man for man. Kansas State's been just better coached and plays better. Yep. Um, so, yeah, the analogy I would use, Nate, is can you imagine in 06 and 07 if Bill Callahan tried to back out of the USC series? Yep. USC was ranked number one those years with Pete Carroll. And pretty similar dynamic. And as we know, the 07 game derailed the year and – Nebraska still started out four and one that year, and yeah. then, then they lost like every game after, other than the Kansas State game. Um, you know, can you imagine though if Callahan and Peterson like said, you know what, we're we're canceling the contract with USC and it, not playing those games? It would have been a you know what storm. I mean, well, just think about how bad it is now, and that's with the former national exactly. champion quarterback doing it. You know, I mean, imagine if some outsider from California and the AD that tried to completely cripple the program did it. Yeah, I mean, they, it would be just insane. And you think about 07, that schedule they played, that that was a tough schedule. I mean, they, they played Nevada, who had Colin Kaepernick on that roster. They played Wake Forest, who was coming off an Orange Bowl on the road. The greatest ever Kansas and Missouri teams. And then you had Oklahoma State with Gundy, and A&M was solid that year. And obviously... 
Texas and um, you know, they, they played everybody that year. That was the one year Dan Hawkins had Colorado in a bowl game. Um, and then Brady Hoke with Ball State. You mm-hmm. mean that that was a, a really good Ball State team with uh, Nate Davis at quarterback. So, um, yeah, to say, you know, they, they could have been like, yeah, we're going to get rid of that because we want Bill Callahan to survive. But, you know, and they weren't thinking. I mean, nobody would. You just don't cancel marquee. Con- no, you can't do it. Now, Tennessee did it to Nebraska. To be fair, like Tennessee, but that's a completely different animal. They I didn't mean, do it just months before the game. They moved the game though, like fifteen years later. Yeah, like yeah. the game is going to be like in, but they did it because they're going to play. They played Virginia Tech in the race car NASCAR stadium, yeah. you know, in Bristol, Connecticut, or Bristol, Tennessee. Yeah, and again, I mean, like I said, this is a this is such a different set of circumstances. It's history because it's Oklahoma, yeah. because it's the fiftieth anniversary of the game of the century. I mean, th- this is something that people have been waiting almost a decade for, and then a couple months before the the start of the season, you're going to back out of it and and claim money and COVID reasons. Like, give me a break. Yeah, it's I, I just you got to have people in the program that can say no when someone comes to the table with a terrible idea, and nobody said no, and I mean, that, some people got to check themselves. I mean, they just cannot afford. They're not in a space where they can afford to keep continue looking bad. Yeah, it's like year this. four. I mean, yeah, you you should be ready to play Oklahoma. You're worried about four. getting another home game and getting fans in the seat. You keep alienating your fan base like this. How many people are going to show up? Yeah. So uh, we're going to hear more. Uh, Kerry Murdoch's going to join me next um, from SoonerScoop.com. He'll bring some analysis on the Oklahoma side, and then we'll, we'll talk about the matchup, and he'll give some thoughts on what type of team the Sooners expect to have in 2021. Spoiler, a pretty good team. That's next. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show.